Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Listening to Radio 3CR on 855 AM in Palestine. Remembered with Yusuf Arinawi, Robert Martin, and Nasser Nashmi. Thank you all for tuning in to another edition of Australia's only radio program that is totally dedicated to the Palestinian cause in English language. I'd like to welcome our listeners on the AM dial and those who will join us later on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcasts. In today's episode, we're talking again about Al-Aqsa Jerusalem and the preparations for the upcoming DDS conference in Sydney. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. Good morning, Nasser. Morning, Yusuf. How are you doing? I'm well, I'm well. Now, uh, Robert uh, is not with us uh, this week, but he will join us next week. Uh, we have um, a few topics to talk about. Uh, of course, the upcoming BDS uh, conference in Sydney. Uh, and I believe you will be there. Yeah, Robert and I will be there. Uh, but before that, uh, we have our event, United for Al-Aqsa, that was organized in Melbourne at the Federation Square last Wednesday. Yeah, it was a fantastic event, Yusuf. As you know, you and I were there, but we were joined by almost 250 Palestinians and uh, their supporters and uh, uh, for a one-hour snap rally, and it was really a fantastic event. You know, it was, Despite uh, the bad weather? <laughs> despite the bad weather, we had a great turnout. Mm. And what was most moving about it wasn't just the engagement we had with with our own community, but what was really good was um, a, a caller called into the Neil Mitchell program on the morning of uh, of Wednesday to say that he wants to, he wanted to organise a counter demonstration, Yusuf, and that he'd spoken to the police about organising his counter demonstration, and uh, the police said they could not guarantee his safety, you know, and um, and he got nine minutes of airtime on three AW expressing his concern as an Israeli that you know he couldn't his legitimate rights for protest were going to be curtailed because the police said if you come along that you know you wouldn't be uh, we couldn't guarantee your safety now the reality is nobody challenged this guy on the fact that if you want to have a demonstration in Australia it's your democratic right I mean I don't agree with your platform but it's your right to why you would choose to hold a rally at the same time as our rally at the same location at the same location and then demand that I provide you with security it beggars belief. I mean, this yeah, is, you yeah. know, only a Zionist could think that way. Yeah. Only a Zionist could think victim, victimized by uh, something like yeah. this. I came to your rally and I'm not safe. Therefore, <laughs> therefore. And not just I came to your rally. I came to your rally to raise the Israeli flags. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 then and chant slogans and to. And chant uh, anti-Palestinian slogans. Yeah, yeah. Hateful uh, anti-Islam slogans as well. I mean, many of the uh, of, of the people that were at our rally weren't, weren't Muslim. So, no. um 
Look, one, one of the best things about the diet, aside from the, the wonderful speeches and singing and the, the real great vibe we had, was the fact that uh, uh, throughout the rain and all of that, that at the end of the rally, uh, whilst we, our rally was still going, they gave up and went home. <laughs> and a, a real victory to us. And we look forward to the day that that happens in Palestine. Let's, let's uh, um, for the listeners who probably uh, didn't uh, know what happened on Wednesday. So the rally was organized by a group of Palestinians, uh, Lebanese and uh, uh, Islamic and Australian organizations, including the Socialist Alliance and the Socialist Alternative. And the purpose of the uh, rally was to, A, protest the Israeli measures against the people of Jerusalem, and uh, A, and, and B, is to um, show solidarity with the people of Jerusalem in their steadfastness uh, since the 14th of July, since they locked Al-Aqsa. And uh, a group of uh, maybe pro-Israel or Zionists decided to, like you said, Nasser, to organize a counter uh, rally, and the story began from there. But I want to go back to your interview with uh, 3AW. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, one, one of one of our uh, listeners uh, or, and dear friends contacted me and said, look, I don't know if you've heard, but in fact, the, you know, had the, an Israeli on the radio, you really should call in. And I sent an email through to the the, the TV pro, uh, the radio program, and they called me back. And um, I had you know about four and a half minutes to uh, talk to our version. And half look, of his time, or half of the time half, given yeah, to half of the time. Look, one one of the things I I, I certainly got, and we'll put a link up on the um, on the podcast so listeners can and hear both uh, Aaron, the sixteen year old Israeli student's version, and my version with Neil Mitchell. But at the end of the uh, that my time with Neil Mitchell, he actually did say, did agree with my theory that in fact he's got a right. But it was uh, he was being provocative in organising a, a a protest in the same location at the same time, and that you know he was in fact doing himself and his cause a disservice by doing it. So, look, and one of one of the best things about the night, if I could say, Yusuf, was the fact that Reclaim Australia attended with these Zionists. So mm, that's a yeah. testimony, yeah, a testimony to 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 who they are. Uh, because, uh, like you said uh, on Wednesday uh, at the event, that um, it's if if you say you are a Zionist, then you are a racist. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the fact that you are joined by Reclaim Australia, the wonderful Reclaim <laughs> Australia, is a testimony to that. Yusuf, I think our listeners wouldn't have had the the benefit of the Q and A you and I had mm. um, at the rally, but I think we should give some context around. Sure. You know, post fourteenth of July and the measures and what Israel um, wants to wanted to do, mm. as we know, wanted to do with the metal detectors, and then failing mm. um, after backing down from the metal detectors. Now these super duper cameras, and now we we understand backing down from the cameras and a complete and utter victory for the Palestinians. Mm. Is that we should talk about the context and why why the Palestinians mm. uh, resisted in such a manner, and and this concept that the metal detectors are for Israel's security, yeah, and and what, how that moves from security and, and you know, creating circumstances where they can bar Palestinians and, in fact, ipso facto, create control. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Well, the metal detectors definitely is, uh, the, the idea is not about security. No. It's about uh, imposing Israeli sovereignty 
on or more sovereignty on uh, Muslim and Christian property and land. The starting point uh, should be that we're talking about Al-Aqsa compound. Mm -hmm. And Al-Aqsa is a purely Muslim waqf. And waqf is an Arabic word for uh, trust or uh, property that you cannot even sell. Mm-hmm. So even Muslims cannot act, don't have the right, according to Islamic rules, uh, to sell or lease or give away or concede even one tree of Al-Aqsa compound. That is mm-hmm. 144 donums, by the way, mm-hmm. that includes Al-Aqsa Mosque, the Dome of the Rock, and many other um, uh, properties within. So this is a purely Muslim property, and Israel, since the occupation of Jerusalem started uh, 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 a series of, you know, maybe the time doesn't uh, help here in saying what Israel did to Al-Aqsa since the occupation in 67, mm-hmm. but enough to say that the next year of the occupation, uh, all of a sudden there was a, a Zionist fanatic who happens to be Australian, by the way, yeah, yeah. who decided to set fire yeah, on, on, on Al-Aqsa. And, uh, well, you know, Yusuf, w- w- the, the, the Israelis talk about freedom of religion, and mm. one of the things they want to do is... And they do allow on random moments, even though um, uh, under uh, Talmudic law, it's actually prohibited for Jews to to pray Mm. uh, at the top. That um, they want to allow, and they've got a a group, an Israeli group, uh, the Temple Mount Faithful. Yeah, and every now and again they they allow them to come up and have have some prayers. And and this same group, you know, they wanted to lay a, a cornerstone up there. I mean, this, the, the pretext of where we, um, the, the metal detectors have to, it has to be viewed in, in, mm. in the fact of a settler colonialist enterprise. Absolutely. This is, this is not about like somebody's trying to get onto an aeroplane and maybe smuggling no. a box cutter. No. This is about ethnic, the continuation and the perpetuation of ethnically cleansing, mm. of Judaization of Jerusalem, of erasing, uh, Arab Palestinian presence, Arab presence and whether Muslim of or Christian. Yeah. Um, exactly, Nasser. Totally agree with you. The Al-Aqsa attacks started since the occupation and the peak of it uh, was probably uh, in 2000, October 2015 where Israel wanted a time and place share mm-hmm. of Al-Aqsa where, let's say, let's divide Al-Aqsa and we have time for Muslims, time for Jews. Mm-hmm. No, it's actually a Muslim property. So uh, the what happened on the 14th of uh, July was a continuation of course. where there are soldiers, there are security officers, there are uh, police officers, Israeli, occupy, occup- from occupying uh, force uh, on uh, uh, Waqf property. On uh, since the killing of the two Israelis, and of course here, uh, let's let's be uh, clear about uh, first not supporting uh, violence, not supporting armed uh, operations against, let's say, civilians, uh, uh, civilians. Uh, and, and maybe this time this is not the best no, no. Uh, time, and uh, we're not in the best position to go back to armed uh, intifada. No, no. Uh, but especially in uh, on on uh, a Muslim or let's say on Al Aqsa compound. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having said that, we're not going to condemn this because this is a response to the settler and state terrorism Absolutely. against the people of Jerusalem and against Palestinians in general. Yeah. So the response of that was that Israel decided to close and lock Al Aqsa mm-hmm. for the first time since. It was set on fire. Uh, So that's 50 years. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, Muslims could not 
perform their religious duty in Al-Aqsa. That was Friday. It was yeah. a Friday morning. They couldn't yeah. do the Friday prayer. And Israel used that as a pretext against the Palestinians, like you said, yeah. to impose more uh, limitations. Now, while they reopened it on the following Sunday, they came up with the idea of the metal detectors of for security. And of course, it's not, it's not about security. It's about the continuation of the Judaization of the city. Absolutely. It's about creating new facts on the ground that with time become irreversible, like mm-hmm. what happened in Hebron Absolutely. in the 90s. It's also about uh, trying to break the determination and will of the Palestinians and ho- on, on the hope that maybe in future they would leave the city and, they will, uh, and, and Israel would win more ethnic cleansing and to gain more bargaining power that maybe in future they can give away the metal detectors for more political points in their future negotiations with the Palestinians or even the Jordanians. Okay. So it's, it's, it's definitely not about security. No, no, no. And, and you know, for, for, for uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, he's happy to see Jerusalem explode. I mean, one of the, one of the realities of violence is that his right-wing party uh, gains ground in the polls, number one. Number two, as we know, he's under another corruption investigation for, for some submarine scandal. So anything that deflects the newspapers away from him mm. and, and those scandals, he's, he's very happy for. Mm. Yusuf, you just touched on uh, Baruch Goldstein. And, and before we go there, one of the things, we, we, should, we have to be very careful with the Israelis. Whenever they talk about security, security is the pretext under which they have to uh, ban human beings from going somewhere. Security is the reason they take lands off Palestinians. <coughs> Security is the reason that they demolish Palestinian homes. Security is the reason that they uh, close schools. Security is the reason that they don't allow professors to enter uh, universities. Israel uses security as a pretext, f- uh, as a lie, hmm. but the pretext is to ethnically cleanse and to erase and to maintain and sustain occupation. And sustain occupation, absolutely. So coming on from the 14th of July, We've got the um, first the, the metal detectors and now the removal. Then we had the cameras and now the removal. And the reason why, and you, you just touched on it in a second, let's go back to the 1990s in Hebron and Brooke Goldstein hmm. um, and the 29 worshippers he killed. Yusuf, you want to take us to Ibrahim Mosque and, and exactly what happened there? I remember I was uh, a year two student in Jordan and then we woke up one day on the news that uh, there was a settler uh, who decided to go to a Muslim mosque and open fire while the prayer was inside. It was while they the were praying. While they were praying. Yeah, they were prostrate while on the they ground. W- they were prostrate on the ground. And he, uh, the doors were open because it's an, uh, an, an, an open uh, mosque. And uh, he killed 29 Palestinian worshippers yep. while they were performing their religious duties to Allah. And the most peaceful, the most, you know, what is, most, what is more peaceful than a human being praying? Moment, moments of peace, moments of communication with the heavens. Yep. And then you walk in with your machine guns and open fire and killing nearly 30 people. And of course, wounding uh, uh, t- tens uh, uh, more. Tens, tens more. And, and, and more than that, Yusuf, moving on from to, to go to, you know. But um, how did Israel respond to that? How did Israel respond? Yeah. Did, did, did Israel, let's say. Uh, bulldoze his home? Bulldoze his home? Or did, uh, is, did the, the Israeli media call him a terrorist? Uh, is he viewed as a bad uh, Israeli? Uh, it, it's actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. There is um, a monument for him, a memorial, yeah. a memorial for him in in the settle in the settlement of Kiryat Arba near Hebron. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of Israelis look at him uh, as a model, as a hero, as a hero. Because I don't, well, I, I don't want to say all of the Israelis, no, no, a but lot. 
a, a, lot a of very Israelis. very good chunk. And and one one of the what, the the situation post the massacre. But the security then came yeah, again. Yeah, the security for the security for of security the residents. Reasons, this is what we need to do to the Ibrahimi Mosque. And they imposed unprecedented security measures. And the first thing was. To metal the discontent, detectors. the metal detectors, to the discontent of the people of Hebron and all Palestinians, and the, just the um, dictating um, uh, new facts on the ground that we still cannot uh, reverse. And it was actually Netanyahu back then. Yeah. Uh, no m- m- maybe I would be Netanyahu wasn't in '94, but the uh, metal detectors policy was in his, uh, in first, his remit, uh, yeah. term. So. Because the Palestinians of Jerusalem know that very well, and uh, yes, it's tw- it's been 20 years, but I don't think we have this short memory, luckily, mm. when it comes to uh, our uh, most sacred places. Um, they refused it. Yep. They refused it, and they actually said, yes, we are not going to uh, go through the metal detectors to Al-Aqsa, and we will pray on the street, on the streets, streaming to uh uh, Alexa Mosque, Absolutely. and they've been praying on the streets all the five pray- five times prayers, yeah, and also uh, the f- the Friday prayer and the extra prayers, which we call the Sunnah prayers. Mm-hmm. There was a Qunut prayer uh, last night uh, at uh, maybe two o'clock in the morning, Brilliant. Jerusalem time. That's not f- one of the five prayers. So there's a- an extra prayer, extra prayer on on the yeah, streets, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know the level of steadfastness, Nasser. That we've seen the level of unity. People were really united. I mean, how many? I mean, I've never seen a Christian lining Absolutely. up in a prayer in a Muslim prayer Absolutely. next to Muslim brothers yeah. and sisters during the Friday prayer. And I saw an interview with 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 this young man, and and the the uh, journalist said, you know, you're obviously a Christian. I can see he was wearing a, a crucifix and he had a, a Bible with him, and he said, well, I'm, I'm a Palestinian first. Mm. How I celebrate my God is secondary to the fact that I was born in Palestine. Mm. I am a Palestinian. I eat Palestinian food, dance Palestinian. Mm. I'm a Palestinian. I'm here mm. because Al-Waqif, this land is Palestinian. Yep. The fact that my brother is a Muslim and he prays there and I go to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre mm. is immaterial to the fact that I will not allow Israel to take this control. Until this day, the custodians of the Holy Sepulchres are Muslims. Yep. The ones who hold the keys. Absolutely. Are Muslims protecting the holy uh, cities? Yeah. And I think people like Omar Aboud uh, deserve to be mentioned by name and uh, given the respect they deserve. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the spirit. This is the spirit. Solidarity, uh, unity, uh, total rejection of the Israeli measures. And uh, we, bring, we will not let them turn Jerusalem bring, into Hebron. Bring, exactly, bringing Israel to its knees and to actually uh, uh, remove the, uh, the 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 metal detectors and the cameras and the cameras, a huge victory to, huge, the, to them. It's people power. That didn't yeah? come without a, pli- a, a price. Awesome. It came with a with a heavy price. They they, they we lost more uh, martyrs, more uh, uh, injured people, hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of people who were arrested. Personally, I know five of them by name, uh, and we mentioned them in the uh, uh, prisoner event. One of the ones who spoke to us and gave us the messages by video in our Melbourne event uh, was recently arrested because of what's been happening Mm -hmm. in Jerusalem. And uh, praises be to God, you know. Well, we victory, want, victory, victory is ours, as it will mm. be in the future. And so, one, one of the things that we were talk, talked about Hebron, and just to complete the story of Hebron for for our listeners, 
is now in a city of 200,000 Palestinians. There's some 5,000 Israeli soldiers to protect 500 of the most extreme nutjob Zionists. Mm. And when we say the most extreme, by the way, this is what Israeli media refers to them. I mean, I know uh, uh, enough Israeli journalists who reflect on Kriyat Arba uh, settlement, and they are the 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 worst of the worst of the settlers. And they are ready to do everything to turn the life of the people of Hebron, the 200 plus uh, thousand uh, Palestinians of Hebron into hell Mm -hmm. just for the sake of it by harassing school children, by spitting on the road, uh, on on, on the people while walking on the road, by uh, let alone the violence, let alone Mm -hmm. throwing stones, let alone live ammunition. And how many people had to, uh, had, had, uh, had to be injured or even being killed because of their harassment. So these 500 people are protected by 5,000 Israeli soldiers and the hostage is the whole city of Hebron with its population. Mm. We should just quickly, just very quickly, a a big shout out to Mary Baxter who's uh, the last time she visited Palestine in Hebron and she was part of the Christian Peacemakers team and she would um, escort Palestinian children (coughs) to school because it's such a, it's you know, a two kilometer walk but it's so fraught with danger from whether it's uh, stun grenades or tear gas or these crazy settlers spitting on them and throwing feces at them and rocks, that um, she's now in her 90th year. And I saw her just recently and she said she'd love to go back, but the last time uh, uh, she almost didn't get in and she's not sure her health would. So thanks very much for... Respect to Mary. Yeah, much respect to Mary Baxter. And to the people like Mary Baxter who really sacrifice their uh, safety mm-hmm. because when you walk with Palestinians uh, on the streets of Hebron you are actually you're really risking Absolutely. Uh, your your life you're risking uh, uh, your um, uh, security because you are dealing with uh, really violent and aggressive uh, type of uh, settlers so again respect to Mary Baxter and people like her um, I think also Nasser, uh, it's important to uh, to mention that the people who gave, like you said, uh, uh, while it while Al Aqsa is a Muslim property, the solidarity we had uh, on our event last Wednesday was yes from Palestinians, yes from the Muslims, but also from. Christians, absolutely. from Jews, Jews, from non-religious people, yeah, from atheists, atheists, from political parties. Yeah. I, I also want to mention the Lebanese Future Party mm-hmm. for supporting us by attendance and by promotion. Yeah. And the Turks who were, were the who Turkish, came there. Turks were there. Uh, the Pakistanis yeah. and, um, you know, I don't want to mention people and not mention yeah, others. Yeah. Australians from all around. All around. And yeah. r- regardless of their uh, ethnic or political affiliation or religious. They were uh, united in, they in, were, in, in in wanting to speak and, and show solidarity with the Palestinian people and their just struggle for their rights in Jerusalem. Excellent, Nasser. Um, now, while we're on that, we should just record. Today is Saturday, but tomorrow at one thirty p.m. The, there is another rally for Laksa at one thirty in front of the State Library. So, if you've got nothing to do, in fact, if you you have something to do now, get off your um, behinds and head to the State Library at one thirty p.m. on Sunday for another rally.
And even if you have visitors, bring them. Bring them with bring you. Bring them with you. <laughs> we'll have cake and coffee there. Excellent. Uh, Nasser, um, we have about six minutes to finish the show. Yeah, so I'll, I'll uh, I want to talk to you about the upcoming uh, BDS conference. BDS conference. Yeah. Can, yeah absolutely. Well, let, let's talk about the BDS conference and the, the concept. Before we talk about the BDS conference, I just want to – we had um, just on, on Tuesday, the day before our rally, uh, Yusuf, five activists from the BDS movement in, uh, in America – were about to board a plane and fly to to Israel. Now, interestingly, these were um, from an ecumenical group. There were Christians, there were Muslims, there were Jews. In fact, from one, civil society. From civil society, but they were all part of um, a, a group that uh, they believe in BDS. And interestingly, they weren't boarding an LL flight. They were boarding a Scandinavian Airlines flight, and the Scandinavian Airlines flight was given the names of five of the passengers and were told to not allow them to join to board. the flight, to board. Mm. So um, uh, this is part of the... Um, you incrimination. Know, incrimination, but also the, the, the existential threat that BDS is to the, um, to the Israelis. They're very, very... Um, provoked. Uh, very provoked and very worried about um, BDS. And the best thing about this is that um, they're so scared of it that it's uh, you know it's an existential threat. So we had the Interior Minister uh, Air Derry and his and Strategic Affairs Minister Gilad Aaron issued a joint statement and said these were prominent activists who continuously advocate for a boycott and who sought to come to Israel as part of a delegation of extremist boycott organisations whose entire purpose is to harm Israel. And they've released four points. These are the reasons why you'll be banned from entering Palestine, Israel, is if you a hold a senior level position in the tar- in a targeted organization b you are a key activist in the boycott movement c you are a, you are an establishment figure such as a mayor who openly supports a boycott or d you operate on behalf of targeted organizations so uh, allegedly the uh, israeli strategic affairs ministry is going to list those organizations, a worldwide target list of people who, mm. um, if you're a member of it, you won't get into Israel. So you know obviously what, it doesn't concern them at all. You know what's uh, sad, Nasser? It's not just that Israel has – because Israel is the enemy and whatever uh, comes out of it is expected mm. because, you know, this is an open battle. And now we chose the nonviolence and we're, yeah. up to, we're, we're, we're up for it. But what saddens me is the position of uh, Israel's f- friends, like, for example, uh, Canada, uh, France, where now it has become – or on its, way, on its way to become illegal to publicly support or wear a T-shirt that you say mm-hmm. that you are supportive of, B, of, of BDS. Yeah, yeah. This, look, this level of complicity uh, well, th- needs this, to be exposed. Absolutely. The complicity needs to be exposed. The quietness needs to be exposed. But in every, you know, a, a layperson, Yusuf, John mm. or Mary in the Burbs, and, and they're sitting there in Blackburn or, 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 or Bendigo or wherever it might be, and they're saying, hold on a second. So if I choose... To buy Kraft Vegemite. Now that it's Kraft is owned by uh, Vegemite's owned by an American company, I don't want to do that. I want to buy Dick Smith's Marmite because that's an Australian company. So if I do that, am I illegal now? Now, the Bob and Mary and Bendigo or Blackburn have got no idea about Palestine or Israel. But when you start telling Bob and Mary that you know, be careful because if you boycott and you might go to jail or there might be a twenty thousand dollar fine. You're recruiting Bob and Mary to Palestine, mm. and we love you for it. Yeah, excellent. Um, so this, and we're not paying for that. <laughs> we're not paying for it. Yeah. So the, the fact that um, Israel is is using its immense strategic 
monetary, mm. political power to incriminate. Mm. You know, and we spoke about it last week, the, the concept that you've made it criminal to boycott a criminal action. Yep. You know, is is just absurd. It's Orwellian. And only happens in, 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 in the a context Zionist of Israel. Like, yeah. It only yeah. happens in the context of Israel. Yeah. Say whatever you want, free speech, anything like that. But be careful, free speech does not ex- exist beyond the state of Israel. Mm. Everything else, you can say whatever you want about Tibet. Say what you want about Kashmir, Pakistan, the, 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 you choose any, the Sudanese, you yeah. know, Darfur. black youth in Dandenong. We don't care about, you know, what's happening in, in Sri Lanka to... Uh, uh, Tamils. The Tamils, you know, say whatever you want about the, anywhere in the world, West Papua, but don't you say anything about Israel? Nasser, I think we're heading towards the end of the episode. Um, this episode was recorded uh, on uh, Thursday night, so uh, by the time it's aired, you will be in the middle of the BDS conference in uh, Sydney. And um, Hello from Sydney. <laughs> hello from Sydney, yes. And I'm um, looking forward to the um, maybe interviews on or, or the reflections you're going to bring yeah, uh, with you uh, on the show uh, next next week. Uh, next week. But we've only got a little bit of time left, Yusuf, and we should tell our listeners that it was your 21st birthday today. So happy birthday, Yusuf, from <laughs> all you. of your all of your dear listeners on 3CR. Happy birthday, Yusuf. It's my 21st twice. <laughs> 21st twice. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Nasser. Uh, and uh, I think uh, my biggest uh, uh, the best present that I had on my birthday is the victory of the people of uh, Jerusalem. Alhamdulillah. Fantastic. Uh, Alhamdulillah. So until we meet uh, next uh, uh, week. Uh, this is Yusuf Nasser and Robert wishing you the best of time and uh, do tune in next uh, week, same time 9.30 in the morning. Until then, have a great time and salam. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.